Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me in just a second will be my friend and professional better. You know him in the industry as so many sports and so many. We have another busy night, potentially, on Thursday night in the NHL, but let's address it right off the top. There are a lot of balls in the air in terms of COVID. I think there's something like 40 players or so in COVID protocol right now across the league. I think a few of these games that we touch on tonight will end up getting postponed, but we are going to do our best to give you guys, our dear listeners, the best information possible and just try our best to handicap with the information we have as of recording, which is on Wednesday night. And as always, we will start with our favorite underdog. And since it's a pretty special one for you, I will let you go first. Yeah. So for the first time, we are going to make the Canucks our dog of the day. They are playing the Sharks tomorrow. The Sharks are being um, valued in the market right now a little bit higher than where I have them. Um, of course, we do have COVID concerns for the Canucks, which is going to be a theme of our podcast here that we need to keep track of all the players here. Um, as of Wednesday afternoon, they have not flown to San Jose because they are waiting, um, awaiting test results. So we do expect the Canucks, if this game is going to be played, to be flying out on Thursday morning. Um, at this point, I'm assuming that we're going to get Demko in net. And I do think that the Canucks have some value pending roster clarification. They are going to be a dog. And um, depending on the rosters, I'll be most likely moving moving on them earlier in the day. My favorite underdog is a scrappy team, the Ottawa Senators. They're plus 200 in Tampa Bay, who are coming back at minus 250. This is a 7 p.m. puck drop. The Senators have wins over Tampa, Florida, Carolina, and Colorado, and their numbers are trending up. This is a team that can score. Obviously, the problem with them has always been on the back end in this kind of generation of Ottawa Senators, but they are getting better goaltending than what we've seen from them in the early part of the season. I think they are fully back from their COVID pause, which I think is part of the reason why we're seeing them trend up. I know Tampa is a much, much better team, but they're still without Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. Anthony Sorelli's been in and out of the lineup. So I like Ottawa again at plus 200. Perhaps the magic with this team runs out, but they've treated us well in the past. So I'm going back to the pesky sense at two to one on Thursday evening. And with that, we can move on to the rest of the board and we'll start with another big underdog. That's the LA Kings. They're plus 165, plus 175, depending on where you look right now. Traveling to Florida, who are minus 205. The over-under here is set at six. Uh, it's another 7 p.m. puck drop. The Panthers, uh, they're not only going through a little bit of a wobble, they're without Sasha Barkov, and now they're going through a little bit of a COVID thing. I would look towards the Kings if this game gets played, depending on how bad the COVID outbreak with the Panthers is. But if it is a thin looking Florida Panthers lineup and Jonathan Quick is starting for Los Angeles, I think there might be a little bit of value going against Florida here. Do you have anything for this one? I do agree with you there. If um, if we do get Quick, um, I think that there'll be value on the Kings here. Um, I do suspect that we're going to get Cal Peterson, though. And in that case, um, I will be passing on this game. That uh, Cal Peterson, Jonathan Quick flip is still something uh, I'm getting used to because all last year when Peterson would start, I would get excited and 
when quick would start, I would handle them with caution and now it's flipped, but that's goaltending for you. Let's, uh, we'll move on to another Eastern Conference team hosting a Western Conference team. That's Vegas. They're traveling to New Jersey. Vegas is minus 165. Jersey right now plus 145. The over-under set at five and a half at 7 p.m. Puck drop at the Prudential Center. The Devils right now are an absolute disaster. They had a good start. The bottom's falling out. They're dealing with injuries. It's funny because it seems like this wobble, which is a big one at, at this point, has coincided with Jack Hughes returning, which is just unfortunate for him, but it's not his fault that, you know, guys like Nico Heischer and Ryan Graves are out. Dougie Hamilton's struggling. But the problem with this New Jersey team right now is their defense is a mess. They're 30th in expected goals allowed. They do have some decent offensive numbers to help mitigate those concerns. But when you're taking on Vegas, an offense that drives play with the best of them, it's a very bad matchup. I actually lean a little bit towards Vegas here, at, even at this big number. It might be a little bit too high. I, I usually don't like to go this high betting NHL favorites, but it's Vegas or nothing for me here. What about you? I am generally high on Vegas um, as they're starting to get healthier here. Um, the thing, another thing to keep in mind here is that the Bruins had positive tests and they just came off a game against Vegas. So uh, we'll need to keep an eye on that. Um, as you mentioned, the Devils are a mess right now defensively and, and in goal as well. I think that for Vegas, um, we'll probably get Laurent Brassois here. And if that is the case, then I would be looking at the over. Laurent Brassois is uh, low-key, one of the most handsome players in the league. Unfortunately, he has to wear a mask when he is doing his job, but a very, very good-looking gentleman. All right, uh, let's move north of the border now, where the Philadelphia Flyers are minus 140, traveling to Montreal to take on the Habs, who are plus 120. The over-under is five and a half. If this game took place 10 days ago, I really wonder where this line would be because the Flyers were falling apart. Everybody was saying their season was over, but then they cleaned house and Lane Vigneault goes out the door. The team starts winning games, including a very impressive one over, once again, a very depleted New Jersey Devils team. Uh, So I think that the market is starting to get a little bit too high on Philadelphia at the moment. I actually heard on NHL radio, they were talking about, is this team maybe going to make a run towards the playoffs? Let's slow down a little bit. Let's uh, see where they end up because it's it's more of feels like a little bit of a new manager bounce coming from Philadelphia a team that really did struggle like their numbers especially defensively under Elaine Villeneuve were really bad I do expect them to improve a little bit but I think this number especially on the road is a little too rich don't particularly love betting a team like Montreal which is seemingly given up on their season here we are on December 15th they probably did about three weeks ago but I think the number is good enough on Montreal at the current price at plus 120 so I'm going to do that and back Montreal here what do you have for this one? On the on the flyers, um, we touched on this last time. I, I have been higher on them, and I think that um, as you mentioned, the the market has started catching up now. They do continue to get better defensively, but even considering how poorly the Habs are playing right now, I think that the price in the market right now looks correct. It does look like that the Flyers have avoided um, more positive tests. So depending on where this is in the morning, I'll be stepping back from the flyer side now. But I am interested in the under here. Yeah, I do tend to think this number could even get a little higher on Montreal. And if it does, I'm definitely in. All right, this one is going to be tough to break down. Detroit plus 165, traveling to Carolina, who are minus 200. Both teams with a lot of COVID issues. I think there's still some Carolina Hurricane players in Vancouver quarantining. Detroit just had a couple positive tests today. Matt Barzell, who was playing Detroit, had tested positive in the morning skate before their game. So there could be some Islander positive tests off of that too as well. So this, there's just a big ripple effect here. I mean, if this game goes on and Carolina is depleted, it's wings or nothing. But I just, I mean, I don't even know if it's worth getting into right now because I don't think this one's going to even be played. Do you have anything to expand on in this one? 
Uh, not really, aside from um, just the difference in goaltending for the wings, um, whether it's Grice or Nadelkovic is going to determine um, where we're going to go on this game. But uh, as of right now, we, we won't have anything there. The Bruins are traveling to take on the Islanders. They'll be at UBS Arena tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. There's no lines really for this one yet because Boston is really going through it with COVID. Patrice Bergeron, Craig Smith, Brad Marchand are all in protocol. The Islanders are without Matt Barzell. They were my favorite bet in our last episode against the Red Wings. About 12 hours after we recorded, Barzell goes into COVID protocol and he's their best player. So that was a pretty big deal. And I definitely would not have bet the Islanders at the number without him. But, you know, those are the breaks. If this game goes on, if the Islanders are around plus 110, plus 115 or north of that, I would be interested if Sorokin's starting for them, because I think without two thirds of the perfection line and the edge and goal that you're getting with Sorokin versus either Swayman or Olmark, I think the Islanders are worth taking a shot there, but they just keep losing games. So I totally understand if people don't want to do that, they are a a real, real bear this season. Do you have anything here that you want to get into? It's very similar to the Detroit Carolina game in the sense that there's um, there's a lot of things going on, obviously, in this game. One thing I will say is that the Bruins are a very top-heavy team. So when you are missing two-thirds of your best players, it's a lot more to overcome offensively for a team like the Bruins. So usually I don't generally get involved in Islanders totals when Varlamov is playing. In this case, it's not going to matter to me if this game does go on. I will be looking at the under here. I think you bring up a good point with the Bruins just generally. And if you are into betting futures, if you're looking for a team, they're a team I'm keeping an eye on because their numbers defensively still are so good. They might and look like they will get Tuka Rask back. Who knows what kind of form he'll be in, but they're just a team that generally I think could be worth a flyer. However, you have to buy them with the assumption that they're going to get a massive upgrade to their middle six, basically their second or third line at or before the trade deadline, which I don't know if they will, you know, the Taylor Hall is supposed to be that upgrade, but the still somehow this team is still extremely top heavy, but if they do, if they are looking trending towards that direction, like they will get uh, some significant help. I do think that the Bruins are going to be a tough out as long as Rask comes back. So just a, a team to keep in mind, I think going forward uh, for the rest of the season, the Buffalo Sabres, Tip my cap to them. They were my underdog in our last episode at plus 225. They upset the Winnipeg Jets. They are plus 250 traveling to Minnesota, who are minus 320. The over-under here is five and a half. This is an 8 p.m. puck drop. The Sabres are trending in the right direction. And I mean that for a bad team. We know that the Sabres team, we know where the ceiling is. Uh, We also know where the floor is. So if they start moving towards that ceiling, I become much more interested in betting into them uh, as long as they're modest quote unquote, like streak goes. Uh, So this number could get high enough for me to be interested in. Uh, There are some, I think, COVID concerns just coming out of other games for Minnesota. So I'm going to watch to see what happens here. But if this number ticks up for Buffalo and the game goes on without a hitch, I would be looking that way and trying to beat the Wild for the 20th time. And I'll be unsuccessful, I'm sure. Do you have anything on Buffalo at Minnesota? Uh, just a quick note on the Sabres right now. They are trending better defensively for me right now. Even though their game totals, um, we're, we're still seeing them pretty high. I think that their totals are, are going to start ticking down. However, I am no hurry to get involved in wild unders right now. So I'll, I'll end up passing this game, but um, something to keep in mind as we gauge how the Sabres are doing here moving forward. Yeah, it seems like Uka Pekka Luokinen is the goalie du jour in Buffalo. And he's been all right. Like he's 
not been terrible, which is yeah. a significant upgrade from what we saw from uh, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell and Dustin Tokarski to start the season. So yeah, the Sabres, uh, you know, that's a great thing about betting is there's no team that isn't going to be uh, worth keeping an eye on, I guess is the right way to put it throughout the season in Buffalo right now. Uh, if you are a better and you're someone who's betting every night in the NHL, they're definitely a team to just keep in your back pocket. A team that is interesting to the casual fans, of course, is the Colorado Avalanche minus 165 road favorites taking on Nashville who are plus 140 over under here set at six it's the 8 p.m puck drop if it goes off I don't think it will uh Colorado has some positive tests Nashville has a lot and they were very vague about what they were I think they just said like we got like four or five players and a couple staff members nothing for me here regardless if this game was going off or not so I'll pass it over to you yeah I'm in the same boat as you I um I have nothing going on here right now (laughs) Yeah, it's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, I would say the Predators game and the Wings game are the two that I would think, and I guess you can put the Bruins there, I would say that those are the three that are least likely to go off tomorrow. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, I bet them against your Canucks on Tuesday night. They were up 3 nothing after the first period. I thought, all right, it's safe enough to go to bed here on the East Coast. Bruce Boudreau, uh, told me, he, he showed me what he thought about that idea. Canucks <laughs> come storming back to win 4-3 in regulation. Uh, are they ever going to lose again? Well, you're literally sleeping on the Canucks here, eh? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun right now. So I, I, I mean, I'm just, obviously they're not as good as they're playing right now. They are going to come back down to earth a bit. But as long as this lasts right now, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm just waiting for the Islanders to get this kind of streak going. And after every loss, I go, well, if they just win six in a row, they could uh, be right back at least in it. And, and that's not even true at this point. That's how far they've fallen off the pace. Anyway, the Blue Jackets are plus 165 traveling to Edmonton. Speaking of streaks, the Oilers have lost six in a row now uh, after getting the doors blown off by the Leafs the other night. They're minus 195. The over-under is six. This is a 9 p.m. puck drop. I thought this number on Columbus was going to get higher or open higher. It didn't. Uh, I've got nothing for this one. If it really gets out of hand on Columbus, maybe. But it would have to tick up significantly for me. But otherwise, it'll be a pass. Do you have anything here? Yeah, so the last couple of times we have uh, touched on um, how poorly the Jackets are trending defensively. And it's continued. Uh, we, we saw that against the Canucks as well. They're just a very poor defensive team right now. And with a team like the Oilers who are struggling to kind of kickstart their offense, they could be the perfect get-right opponent for a team like the Oilers. I do think that um, we will get Corpus Allo in goal. And if that happens, regardless of the Oilers goalie, I will be on the on the over here. Yeah, Corpus Allo start would uh, get me off the jackets completely. And I think you're right. Like, it's, it could be a... Uh the opportunity to kind of just square out and chase the Oilers, maybe like puck line if you're into that. Uh, Because if if the Oilers do win, it's likely that they're going to do it by more than a couple goals as they do have some offensive regression uh, coming as they are struggling for somehow to score goals. All right, and we touched on it a little bit, but we'll wrap up real quick with the Canucks plus 110. Uh, They're taking on San Jose, minus 130, five and a half over under and a 10.30 p.m. puck drop. Uh, my thoughts on this game are similar to yours. If the there's a plus sign next to the Canucks, uh, I'll be interested, but I am just waiting to see uh, what happens and who flies out of Vancouver uh, to the Bay Area tomorrow. Um, but that's definitely one to keep an eye on. I think it's Vancouver or nothing at the price. And um, do you have any other words of love, romance for the Canucks before we get to our favorite bets of the night? Let's just keep it going. Let's just keep, keep it going. going uh vancouver man they are they are within shouting distance of a, of a playoff spot in, in that pacific division i i did take a look at some futures on them and i know it'd be buying high but it was just to like kind of get a survey of the market not the time to do that um all right 
let's take a look at our favorite bets of the evening. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I touched on it. I think that the market has shifted too, uh, too much towards Philadelphia after a disastrous start to the season. The Flyers are starting to get right. Their, their defense, they were near the bottom of the league in terms of high danger chances and expected goals against under Elaine Vigneault. And uh, as we touched on, those numbers are getting better, but I just don't think that this team is good enough to be priced the way it is on the road against basically anybody in the league. And I know Montreal is the worst team in the Eastern Conference, uh, and they are not showing many signs of, of a team that, that is in, totally invested in their season which is a little scary, but I just think, you know, we do try to play numbers and not teams here. And I think that this number is good enough to go against the Flyers, who I think are a bet against team coming off of this hot run under Mike Yo uh, as he takes over as the interim coach for Elaine Vigneault. What is your favorite bet on Thursday night? So my favorite bet uh, will be the over in Edmonton in the in the Oilers Columbus game. We touched on it. I think that uh, this is this is a good situation here for the Oilers to start getting it going on offense. We saw a little bit of that coming in in the Leafs game when Jack Campbell was was uh, very good in that game. I think that um, I want to get ahead of the market here a little bit on the on the Oilers games. I think that there's some goals coming up in their games here soon. And with that, we will say sayonara to another episode of Line Change. Hopefully, uh, when we see you guys again on Tuesday morning, the situation has gotten a little bit better in terms of the COVID in the NHL, which makes our lives uh, as handicappers and analysts a little bit easier and your lives, I'm sure, too, as fans and betters, easier. So with that, for so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff, and we will see you on Tuesday morning.